Oh, yeah. What's going on, folks? It's your buddy, Luke the Snip Riff T-Tree, with another great episode of your favorite podcast, One to Review. I'm here with my buddies, Brandon and Alex. Say hello, Brandon. Hi, I'm Brandon. Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. He's there too, guys. One to Review is a little podcast where we rate and review movies in the simplest way we figured out. We give it one point. If we didn't like it, we give it two points. If we did, we gather the points together until they become 20, and then we call it a day. All right, kick the intro. One, two, Hey, Brandon, it's, uh, it's late night over there in New York, right? It is almost the witching hour here, uh, 10 minutes till midnight. Uh, we got a late start this evening, but uh, always happy to record whenever works. Uh, just out of curiosity, can you tell us uh, what, what kind of sounds, what kind of sounds do you hear late at night in New York, especially in your neighborhood? What, like, what can you hear right now? Okay, let me close my eyes. I hear my computer fan. Do you hear any murders? I assume there are murders out there inaudible murders the scary ones are quiet hey sometimes it's scary to go outside brandon so sometimes it's nice to stay in your house and that's why this week on one two review we are uh, going to present you guys with 20 exciting things that you can do in your home uh, we're going to be getting to that in a little bit but first y'all came here to hear us review some movies that's right boys right that's what they came here for i think so 100%. Well, we got one for you right now. Folks, we saw Pirates of Brooklyn Bay. This is a 2003 flick directed by Maria Tomlinson. What happens when a ghost ship pulls into New York Harbor and suddenly the ghosts become real people and have to integrate into society? Uh, this is a pretty wacky comedy starring a lot of uh, Second City comedians as well as uh, SNL alums. Uh, what did you boys think of Pirates of Brooklyn Bay? Well... Second City, I would say pretty much everything about this is kind of second tier. Ooh, coming in yeah. hot. Yeah. Coming in well, hot. I mean, it's uh, it's very well shot. It's very well edited. The music could use some work. I think they maybe could have like branched out beyond the pirate accordion and mm -hmm. tambourine mm -hmm. sound. Yeah, um, there's a lot of that throughout the whole film. Definitely. But, Even down to the wedding, the wedding scene at the end, all of the wedding music is the goddamn uh, little pirate thing again. The little squeeze box. The little squeeze box. Um, you know, but all that, all that behind me, this movie does have a lot of fun to offer. Um, you know, kind of in the vein of Earth Girls Are Easy. We get to try to watch these goofballs try to integrate into, you know, 2003 Brooklyn, which, Brandon, you probably... That's right when you were kind of moving in there, huh? Uh, yeah, I moved in shortly after that. Two thousand five, maybe. Yeah, Brooklyn changes so quickly. To, you know, one day to the next, it feels like a century as far as new stores popping up and all all new fashions and trends. So I would say it's it was a very different Brooklyn. I would say yeah, this movie, as you pointed out, is very second tier. Uh, I did do some research. It is a budget film. It is one of those DVDs you find, you know, bundled. Uh, at Walmart with other DVDs for five ninety nine, uh, but yeah, it was sh shot well, and I think while most of the jokes fall flat on the face, some of the characters, you know, were kind of funny. They were all pirates, and uh, they all have their unique characteristics. 
Yeah, so we've got a uh, basic synopsis is the this pirate ship that we follow. We, we start with a flashback of the pirates back in their kind of heyday and their time period. And they're all great. They're all, you know, good at their jobs. They're good at being pirates. Uh, and then cut forward to them being cursed. And they fly into Brooklyn Bay in modern day. And the curse is broken. And uh, we've got, you know, Kevin McJones, Johnny Snell, Troy Easterly, John Holt, all these, you know, huge, huge comedian stars in this. Um, but again, like you guys said, this film is kind of bargain bin these days. It did not do well. Uh, do you guys have any guesses or any ideas of like why this film didn't do well? Because watching it, I mean, you're right, the music is a little weak. But besides that, I, I thought it was a fine film and it doesn't really make sense that it would do so poorly. Um, yeah, I mean, like for me, it was, the huge red flag was the R rating and just like the mass of sexual content that they... A lot of, yeah, a lot of boobs that they stuck in there a lot of boobs a lot of ghost pirate sex which was um i don't know i I mean a lot of times it was kind of fun but it felt like they were just kind of using it as filler which again okay you know that's maybe part of it too was for me some of the puns were like pretty eye-rolly and like i'd say they squeeze in almost every pirate joke in this film you know it's a lot of low-hanging fruit i call it I did do some research. A lot of those boob shots, you know, were filler. They were added actually in the DVD release. They did intend for it to be a future a feature film release. However, yeah, it was just not up to standards and the studio just dropped it. They did not get distribution. So, yeah, they found a DVD distributor as long as they were willing to add more breasts. They could put the, you know, hard R rating director's cut thing on there try to push a few more copies but uh and that makes so much sense because this is from divulgent productions and they do i mean all of their stuff is pretty trash slocky booby stuff so that's probably it you know divulgent is great and what uh for me there's one really great scene that sticks out and it's the big pirate fight scene in the staples Using all the office equipment that they don't know how to use, you know, they're using things in an unintended way, which is humorous. Uh, I hated the scene when they're getting their hair done, when they go to Betty's and they're shopping for they're trying to find the right blue dye because of their tribe or whatever the fuck. Um, There's just a lot of, again, Earth Girls are easy stuff that bothered me. The motorcycle racing scene, the bridge part, the whole scene on the bridge bothered me. I don't know. You guys ready to rate this thing? (laughs) Yeah, let's rate this thing. Fuck this film. I give it one. (laughs) Uh, Man, yeah. I'm I'm kind of... um, I'm jumping the plank. I'm walking the... I'm I'm jumping the plank on this movie for one point. Yeah, this is definitely a one-point movie, and it's been a while, and I almost feel bad giving it, but yeah, there's no reason that you would want to see this movie, so one point. Whatever. That is three points, folks. Three points. Four. Pirates of Brooklyn Bay, directed by Maria Tomlinson. Uh, as I alluded to before, this week we're giving you 20 exciting things that you can do in your home. Boys, you got uh, some exciting ideas for us? Yeah, definitely. Um, one thing that I've spent hours doing is just trashing the place. I mean, it doesn't take a lot of creativity to do it, you know, throw a little Snickers wrapper here, knock over a vase. Um, one one way to do it is uh, open a window with extreme force. 
Sometimes it jams, sometimes it just breaks open. That's exciting. You get excited. Yeah. And then there's the whole reverse there's the whole fixing it process too, which hey, that's something to do. It excites a different muscle. Yeah. It gets the yips out in a way. Brandon? One point, uh, a fun, exciting thing. Around this house, we do a thing uh, called Knives Out Dinner where uh, we try to prepare the entire dinner with just two very sharp knives. And uh, it's quite humorous and uh, often a lot of band-aids are involved, but uh, a fun you know, couples activity that makes a, a boring Wednesday night a fun, exciting adventure. But you never lost a finger, right? Absolutely no, nothing lost. Everything gained. Yeah, it's fine. So a lot of times when you're hiding from someone, one of the hardest parts is waiting. That waiting around for them to come to the closet to open it or to open up the cabinet and you're just hiding in there, you know, waiting for the scare. And I find when I'm alone all by myself at home, it's a great time to just practice hiding, to get in a cabinet and just hang out there for a couple hours. Knowing no no one's coming gives you uh, the ability to wait even longer because when you're waiting for someone there's a lot of excitement so I find a way that I can practice is at home by myself and that's something exciting I do at home develop that patience develop that patience y'all pro tip you can bring headphones and listen to a podcast and well something I I've learned that's cheating no yeah I want you got to be practicing all your wares wow I definitely have learned that I am my own worst enemy when I am practicing hiding I just talk to myself in a negative way constantly when I'm yeah. hiding. No, don't do that. Definitely I mean, if you that. have your phone with your with you and you're on your headphones, give us a call, man. Yeah, you definitely don't want a bad hide. <laughs> no. He'll find you, you right away. Like, uh, vitamin C if you take like some, either the orange slice and yeah, it might help with that bad. All right. That's three points and three exciting things that you can do at home. And with that, guys, I think it's time to kick it to our first sponsor of the week. You might not be a gold medal winner this summer, but eat like one. Raisin Bran is proud to sponsor this year's Summer Olympic Games and bring you our all-new, all-raisin gold medal winner cereal. Seven. That's correct. correct. Seven. Seven. Keeping spoonfuls of raisins in every single bite. Hey, we'll see you at the games. And you know, between us, it's all raisins. I love raisins, and I think they're a great way to start the morning. Thank you, Raisin Brand, for sponsoring uh, another episode of One Two Review. All right, guys. This one's a doozy. A Christian summer camp is going to have a hard time when five children that worship the devil are sent to that camp. We saw The Devils in Cabin Number 4, directed by Terry E. Krause in 2019. Do you guys have any first impressions on The Devils in Cabin Number 4? Ooh, I really, really, really like this film a lot. Uh, I'm a big fan of horror movies. I'm a pretty big fan of creature features and gore and stuff like that. And, you know, I don't like Saw and that kind of torture stuff. Um, but I really like this film. I did. Despite, uh, I'm sure, what we're going to get into, we're going to rag on this film for some things. And uh, despite all those things, I do uh, love this flick. Yeah, I definitely agree with you, Alex. Um, I'm yawning, and that actually reminds me, I saw this at a midnight showing. Uh, I was very excited to see it, despite 
probably what we're going to talk about this violence and gore i did fall asleep in the movie so i have mm-hmm. uh, a mixed review uh um but i think it'll be accurate because i'm tired now as i was tired then so let's continue <laughs> yeah so i mean let's just let's just jump into the meat of the film then so i mean the movie is yeah these these kids are sent to the camp uh they are kind of satanic devil worshiping children that don't, they don't know each other but they all find each other at the camp these five kids and they you know create a little cult together and they start summoning demons that start killing the other kids and uh it is a christian camp uh, so, the, you know, the counselors are pure of heart and attempt to fix the situation. And spoiler alert, ultimately they do uh, because of their uh, beliefs in the Lord. So that, that's the thing is this is a, is this a Christian film, uh, you know, which I think took some of us, uh, caught a couple of us off guard. I did not think it was for the most of the film because this film is uh, very gory and, you know, very violent. Yeah, I don't think this is a Christian film, even though... It has a Christian message. It has a very pro-Jesus, you know, um, a very, like, ethically, a high ethical standard. The gore and the deaths and the the blood and everything in it, it just makes it not a Christian movie. But it is. It's, it's I mean, at the end, if you watch those credits, it's it's supported by the church. It's, you know, funded by the church. Yeah, I mean, it's a, like it's, you're it right. is a it's, positive Christian message, and it but is you're supported right, it's by not. the church. It's like both at the same time. This is the least Christian film I've ever seen, but at the same time, at the end, it was it was you know a tiny bit schlocky, a little bit over the top in those last few moments. You know, when Jesus yeah. appears and and expels the demons from the camp, like. But I was so on board with the film that I was strangely totally cool with it. No, I was on board too. But here's the thing, like. When, like, real Christian values say that you, your enemy is your, is your brother, right? Your enemies are your brothers and sisters. But they hacked apart those devil-worshipping kids, sorry, spoiler alert, just like, you know, I mean, in a very unchristian-like way, I would say. I think they should have, I guess that's my main gripe, is I think they should have converted. Well, they did convert um, Marcus, who was yes. like, who was like, kind of the, yeah. like devilly. He listened to you know some of the the, the lighter devil. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. kind He's of. A, the poser. Like, he listened to Marilyn Manson. I, that's the shape part. He just wanted to be involved in a group, really. And then he saw the other four kids, and he like you know. So I mean, he's a victim from the beginning. I'm sure there's he's. I'm sure he's a character in the Bible. You know what I mean? Like all these characters were named after you know characters in the Bible. Like every. Every moment of this thing, I think, has some strands of that in it. But yeah, but yeah, I wish hold, I knew more hold about up, the guys. Bible. This yeah. is a Christian movie, yes, but you are ignoring a huge Christian movie from you know ten years ago, the uh, Mel Gibson Passion film that is extremely violent. I think what we have here is a market study analysis where they determine, hey, these gory Christian films are popular. People want to see these gory things and be able to say, you know. Uh, this is in my for my love of Jesus and not have the guilt of seeing these terrible things done and still have, you know, a positive message at the end. Of course, of course, because American secular society has this has this way of saying, oh, Christians are dorks and, you know, they're not into having fun and they're not, you know, they don't they don't like to have fun, basically. And I think that 
you know, like the passion proved that's totally wrong because all of that fun gore in the passion of the Christ. I mean, the, the movie grossed what? 500 million, 700 million dollars. It was insane. And uh, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I, I think that that um, in a lot of ways, secular society has sort of shrugged off this huge part of um you know, the American populace as being, you know, not cool when they really are. And I, I think maybe this is, For we'll sure. see how the sales, we'll see how the sales of this movie are moving forward, but I think it's definitely going to prove th- that whole, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That these for? Christians that can wrong. have some fun, that they have balls and they can make some movies that, you know, are, that have are riveting. <laughs> yeah, that have balls, that have a kid get his head cut off, you know, like, there's some horrible stuff in this that, again, I was so on board and I was honestly like, I was tripping out when when it started to drop the religious stuff towards the end. And then and then once it started dropping stuff at the end, I like started connecting like all the character names and stuff. And I realized the whole thing was like rooted in it, but it totally caught me off guard. And I was on board for like an hour thinking it was just this over the top violent film. So uh, well done. Like if you're gonna send a message, put it in a good piece of art. And I'd say that's what maybe this is for me. I don't know if I agree with the mess. You know, I don't know if I agree with that at the end of the day, but like that's how you can get your message across. I feel. You know, I was raised Christian. I I still have a lot of Christian values, and I think maybe if church was more violent, I would have definitely I wouldn't have been dozing off in it. There you go. A lot as much, you know. Well, you guys ready to rate the devils in cabin number four? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm giving this thing two solid points. I'm sure you could tell from when we first started. I, I love this film, and I'm definitely going to be watching it a couple more times. I don't know about watching it a couple more times. I think maybe before I go back to the gore, I think maybe I need to go to the Bible and look you know, at the message, maybe, mm-hmm. the core of this film. Um, but it's definitely getting two points from me for just a, just a solid camp slasher film. And just a wonderful family message. I am going to give the film two points. I think it's something that you should see so you can talk to your coworkers about it. That's mm. great. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is six points for Terry E. Krause's The Devils in Cabin Number 4. Check that thing out. It is in theaters now. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It sounds like we say support this thing. Give it a little bit of cash. Uh, and with that, we're going to give you six more exciting things that you can do in your home. Um, one thing that I love to do is dunk a basketball. You don't need a hoop. You just need something to slam that ball into. Um, maybe this is sort of like under the umbrella of thrashing your house. But uh, you, what I've done, I actually did mount a hoop for a while, but the drywall doesn't hold it up. I didn't get the right kind of fasteners. So I just drew a big circle, and you just uh, practice your Shaquille O'Neal's, doing little turns. Kind of do 360s, and if you slam that ball in the center of the target, you won. And for my second second point, fisting. Brandon? Two points. These are an easy two. Uh, something that I did in my youth, I haven't done it now that I'm married, but you can actually rent out your couch on Craigslist. You get a wide variety of people coming in, all with different opinions, uh, and you get to hear all of those. So that is a fun and exciting uh, activity. And really no commitment other than like a month-to-month sort of thing. That sounds... yeah. Oh, wait, did you do just one? I just did one. Did you do one point? I just gave you... no, I gave the movie two points, so I need one more point. 
Another thing that's an easy, exciting thing you can do at home, everybody ha well, I shouldn't say that. Most people have these in their bathrooms. Uh, it's a bathtub. Uh, no one really uses them for anything anymore, but you can actually practice holding your breath underwater in those if you just fill them up with water. So that's a fun, useful like life hack and exciting thing you can do. So a cool thing that you can do is check the darkness of rooms. So what I like to do is uh, I go into my closets and I close the door and just see how dark they can get. And I'll just sit in there for, you know, a couple hours quietly gauging, gauging the light in there and just seeing, you know, how dark those closets get. Because you have no idea. Every time you close a closet, you're not in there. And so you don't know how dark it is. Um, another thing that I like to do is uh, chill it under rugs. When people are at the house, when you're entertaining, you can't really get under a rug. People will look at you like you're a weirdo or whatever. But when I'm all by myself, it's really cool to just find a cool, uh, literally cool, as well as figuratively cool place to hang out for a couple hours. And that's something exciting I like to do when I'm by myself. Under the rug. Under the rug, baby. All right, that is six. Is that why I found, is that why I found, found all that candy under the rug? Oh, we shouldn't have found candy, but we might have found a lot of wrappers. <laughs> Uh, all right, folks, that is six points. Six exciting things to do at home. Six That's points for the demons in cabin number four. Six points and one ad coming up. Today's one to review is brought to you by CopGuider. Help local police officers with the CopGuider app. Every arrest you tip the cops off to helps the community and gets you coupons. Dillon's, Pets R Us, and Spicy Chicken Dip restaurants are just a few places that you'll receive premium coupons to for tipping off the police to illegal activity. The app is only 99 cents, and your privacy is practically guaranteed. Download today and start gathering the savings at fbi.gov slash review. Let's talk about movies. Let's talk about movies we saw together. My movie pick of the week was a foreign film. This week I made you guys watch Emperor's Wish. This came out in 2018. I had to watch it for a school project a couple weeks ago. Um, I thought it was interesting enough to share with you guys. This is a Korean film about a young boy who is, um, you know, blessed or some may say cursed to relive his life over and over again, to make new decisions, become different people, have different professions. It's it's fun, but I don't want to say too much about it without hearing what you guys, uh, your initial impressions. Alex, what did you think? I like this film, man. I mean, anything written by Hu Bei is pretty incredible to me. I mean, Oscar-winning writer. He also wrote Bay of Slosh, and he did another one, The Kissing Tree. He's an incredible writer. And then anything directed by Ju Su An, also, uh, you know, a star in my book. So I love this film. So this movie, for the listeners, this movie is about a bunch of different boys. I would say like 12 different boys. Um, they're all very similar looking and they're all working these different lives, right? They're all le leading these different lives growing up right one of them works in a fish market one of them works in a paper factory one of them is actually a, um, a just a student and um, all these little boys um, sort of have like the same day over like they all I guess it's I guess the way because the way this movie's put together it seems like yeah wait no isn't it the other way around isn't it one kid that like does is it? life? Yeah, Wait, it's okay. one kid that dies and comes back. That's right. It I wasn't had a clear. Feeling. I had a feeling. It I wasn't had a clear. Feeling it was that. I had a feeling it was that. But I watched this twice, and it was like 
no, it's because um, I don't know if it's the makeup, but they look like different kids. It's the same kid. Okay. Well, I'm just gonna trust you on that because it's, for me it's it was Ji-hun like Ko-yun-sun for me it was like it. Okay. Well, for me it seemed like 12 vignettes and then a final vignette. And here's a spoiler, guys. Turn off the the audio for the next 45 seconds. The last boy becomes the emperor in his um, life path. No, that would be a terrible. But, oh, film. Okay, so this is like uh, like Groundhog's Day. Yeah, that's why every day starts with that chicken crowing, and he wakes up like in in the same like he wakes up as that what as like a five year old with yeah, that chicken I mean, crowing every thought, time. I just thought, that and then and then it speeds up and it shows him go through. Did you watch the movie with school. subtitles, Luke? Yeah, of course, of course. I watched. Well, okay, I'm trying to Did brush you, up. Like, have downloaded a Pirate Bay version or something? No, no, I got the legit version. I'm trying to brush up on my Spanish, so I did watch in Spanish subtitles, but I got it. I got mm-hmm. most of it. Yeah. Um, yo, yo, entendía la película muy bien. Um, but so I just thought, okay, the chicken thing for me was like I heard from my buddy Vince that Koreans love eggs. Um, that's just like a national snack. And I thought that just having a chicken was just kind of like the standard thing. So everyone just had one. But, but the I cinematography. Now that I'm thinking about, now that his, I'm thinking about his it. His morning yes, ritual the way, is the yes. Yes. every time. Okay, okay. Now, now, now that you, now say, you it, say it, it's the same it's the kid. Same okay. Kid. okay, no, now no, it makes now a lot, makes more, a lot sense. more sense. I mean, I think this film's so amazing. Like, I, I, uh, I think we often have that thought of like, what if I had, what if I had married my high school sweetheart? What if I had, you know, joined the military or whatever? And this film is such a great, uh, I don't know. Tapestry interweaving all those choices that Jihoon Kuyansun makes. And I don't know, it just it felt like a kind of a reverse engineering of its own. Still here? Oh, I fell I fell asleep like five minutes ago, but Really? What are we, are we still talking about the same movie? Did you really? <laughs> Brandon, did you fall asleep? Yeah, it's oh, been a buddy. long day. I was up early, I worked all day, and now we're recording late. All uh right. two points. Two points, great. <laughs> two points for me as well. Oh man. Luke, I wish give it I some points. That one. Yeah, two points. All right, that's six points. Let's get six out of here. The Emperor's points. Wish gets six points. Let's give him real quick six reasons 
or six things that you can do at home that are fun. I know one that Brandon likes. Falling asleep mm-hmm. while trying to do a podcast. Dreams are exciting if you can remember them. Also frightening if you uh, haven't confronted a lot of your inner demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, second thing you can do at home is jump off of your roof. Very exciting. Another cool one is create a new look. Go through your uh, closet and put your pants on as a shirt. Put your shirt on as a pair of pants and, you know, reinvent the wheel. Yeah, me and Alex did this. He looked really fat and I looked like I needed to uh, get some bigger clothes. But mm-hmm. it's pretty funny. It's pretty good. It took us 45 minutes to get that t-shirt on. Take pictures next time. No. You know what? You guys want excitement. Let me tell you about two exciting things. Have you guys done a volume check recently? Mm, what's that? It's basically where you just scream as loud as you can, and it you time how long it takes for, for until somebody like knocks on your door, or takes notice, or you know knocks on the wall. So it's just good to know like how loud you can get. And you, once you have your little meter out there, it's it's a definitive dB level. So sure, check your balls. And a high volume check is something that will go far as far as like your Craigslist couch listing. Like being mm. able to say you can make a lot of noise, it's pretty good. Or reselling your so, home. So like when you have these guests over, you go, you just literally are like, all right, um, Marcus, so here's your couch, here's uh, where you go take a crap, and this is how loud you get. And you just go, it's good to set the example uh, right away. So yeah, nice. Oh, do right. I have another one for you? Nah. Oh, somebody just stomped on the ceiling. <laughs> I think uh, I think we just did a volume check. Oh, um, how about me? You guys want to hear my two points? Yeah, let's do it. Um, <clears throat> this is a great one. Glue right-handed cabinets shut. So you can work on your less dominant hand. Now, I mean, most people are right-handed, obviously. If you're left-handed, you're going to want to glue those left-handed cabinets and knobs um, shut so that you're forced to work on your other hand. Um, And, you know, this works with a lot of things. Like on your keyboard, you glue the right half of your keyboard so that you can only type on the left. Got it? Um, And then my second one is uh drugs this can be exciting i mean i think that that one's kind of a no-brainer in a lot of ways quite literally a no-brainer um you know and and i would say start out slow start out with your legal stuff and um you know of course obviously one to review has never endorsed any kind of illegal activity you know but this could be your cup of coffee in the morning. This could be a cold beer at night. There's lots of legal drugs. Advil when you have a headache. Yeah, plenty Aspirin. of drugs. Pretty, plenty of legal options. So you know what really fucked me up once was um, Bengay. Where I did covered you put my it? entire I, my entire body. But you know what? Like you start at your feet, you work the legs uh, to the torso, the chest, the shoulders, arms, fingertips. You know what really gets you is when you get that bengay on your eyelids. Ooh. 
you're gonna be seeing shit, man. Sounds kind of refreshing. <laughs> It'll take you places. Let me just say that. Hey, and it's legal too. Well, brothers, that's six exciting things you can do at home. And since we got a sleepy boy here, I think we probably got to get out of here. Did he fall asleep again? No, I'm still here. I'm, I'm hanging in there to uh, give my thanks to our Patreon donors. Uh, huge thank you to Rap. Rap, you've been here the whole time. It's pretty incredible. Uh, thank you. Also, big shout out to Ross Yep. You mean Ryan Strana? Exactly. Whoa. That's $1 a month for a mumbled shout out. We sincerely appreciate it. Hey, fun fact we do have a hotline. You can call us at any time. That's 1 347 699 0068. You could tell us about a product or a movie and we'll review it for you. We also have an Instagram at one two review, and you can check out a cool new picture of Luke on there if you check it out right now, folks. Oh yeah, check out that pic, guys. Hey, next week we are going to be reviewing Vacation to Hell, My Life with Myself, Reston, Baby Dance, Spiritu Dubrisa, and Ledo. Another from the Doe series, French style. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you later. Peace. Bye. Good night.